ARE Study Guide Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the ARE Study Guide Podcast. In this episode, we are going to look at Objective 4.1 of the Practice Management Exam, which is Business Structures. This is going to be our final episode for Practice Management, and if you feel like this has been a short section, I would say you are correct, and that's partially, or largely, I guess, because a lot of the concepts for this exam are covered in other episodes. So I just want to reiterate, I know I've said this before, but for this exam, you're going to want to also listen to the episodes for construction and evaluation and the upcoming episodes that are going to be on practice management. These three exams are obviously different, but there's a lot of overlap. So I think uh, a good strategy to study actually would be if you studied for practice management and project management, you could probably study for those two exams at the same time and take them pretty close together. I see on the internet a lot of people take exams like really consecutively. I even heard, um, I think it was the AIA or NCARB, one of those institutions, actually I think it was AIA, someone at the AIA was recommending that you could study for all of the area exams and then take them all within like a month of each other or like some like really short time frame and I was appalled to hear that honestly uh sure you could do that but if you were to do that I think you would be having a really really broad overview of everything and really missing this awesome opportunity to really learn a lot about architecture. So of course, like if your goal is to just get this done as quickly as possible, move on with your life, you know, I'm not going to fault you for that. I get that, but I just got my license and in hindsight, you know, it's kind of like, what was the rush for? You know, once it's done, it's done and you're going to get there. It will get done. But in the meantime, you have this opportunity to study and learn a lot and it's only going to enrich you and make you just a more intelligent and more capable professional. If you try to rush through the process, you're going to miss the opportunity to read these books because honestly, like I I tell myself like, oh yeah, one day I'll reread that book. But like, that's never going to happen, you know, <laughs> like, like, unless like, you know, broke a leg and had to stay home, maybe I would reread a book, but realistically, like, you're not going to do that. So right now you have this opportunity to really focus on architecture, which I assume you love and that I assume you want to be great at it. So my, my point, sorry, today grasp, but My point is that with practice management, project management, and construction and evaluation, you can take all of these exams in a closer time period. And on the internet, I I see people take them like within a a week or two of each other. And again, you can totally sure if you if you find the resources to study and you cram and you work hard. Okay, you can. I would recommend taking a month 
for each exam. One, it's going to be way less stressful because you won't have to study for so many hours every day. You could really take it off into more bite-sized pieces and, you know, maybe study for an hour a day or a couple hours one day and then maybe you miss a day. But you won't have to, like, be so stressed doing it and you could enjoy the process more. That would be my advice as much as possible. Enjoy this process. Don't get stressed out. I remember I didn't pass project development and documentation my first time and I was so crushed and I you know I felt like so incompetent and just it was it was just an awful feeling and then in hindsight you know it doesn't matter at all obviously the the time and money I guess more about the the money that you have to spend to take a test but it doesn't matter this is not a race you know go at your own pace and just enjoy it life is about enjoying even these tests don't make the process of taking a test feel like such a burden. It isn't. This is like totally about you. This is like self-development. This is only about you and making you better. This is not for anybody else. So don't get caught up in all that. Just again, try to enjoy it. A lot of the books are really good some of them aren't, but a lot of them are, and there's a lot to learn from them. So, you know, take your time reading them and just go into it thinking, I'm just trying to be a great architect and just sharpen my sword. And th- the fact that you're going to be able to pass the test in the process is great, and it's a tangible way to receive a payoff for your hard work. Okay, <laughs> huge digression. Sorry, I haven't had the chance to talk about these concepts in a while, so I guess I'm trying to take full advantage. So, okay, this episode, last episode of Practice Management, we are talking about business structures. And to be honest, I did not study enough for this when I took this exam, so I would recommend diving deeper than I did. To me, it felt really straightforward enough, and then... When actually given a question, what is the right company type based on this firm, I actually um, wasn't as confident. I'm not saying I got the question wrong. Maybe I got it right. I don't know. But uh, it turns out I wasn't as confident in my knowledge. So I would, in hindsight, spend a little extra time on this. I am licensed in California now, and... I learned that I actually can't do it really any of these um, as a individual. The only thing I can be is a sole proprietor. So I guess when you're looking at these, that's an important thing to note. There's things that sound really nice and I thought I could register as. And in California, yeah, as an individual, you can only be a sole proprietor. So that will be an important thing. So based on your jurisdiction, there's going to be different rules for how you're able to register. But for this exam, we're looking at the national level. So we are learning about all the types of potential business structures. This might be a really basic concept, but I think in reality, architects forget this all the time. An architecture firm is first and foremost a business I think we get really hung up on like the art of architecture and we forget 
An architecture firm is a business. It needs to be profitable. It needs to follow the legal requirements of a business. So the business structure is what is going to set the rules for how that business needs to behave. The decision for the type of business structure is going to be made by the firm's leadership and the laws of the jurisdiction where the firm is located. So the jurisdiction will tell you these are the options for how you can register your business, and then the people in charge of the firm will select which of those options makes the most sense. An important note, you might register your business in your state based on your state's rules, but then when you go to enter into a new state to do a project, you need to familiarize yourself with the business laws of that state because they might have different rules about how an architecture firm can be classified. So the most basic business structure is a sole proprietorship. A sole proprietor is a single person owning a business. If you are a single person running the business, you don't actually need to register as a formal business entity. You're just instantly a sole proprietor. So if you take on a drafting project and, you know, you, you obviously get paid, I hope, you're a sole proprietor. You don't need to tell anybody that you are now a business owner. You just are. You are a sole proprietor. You get paid and you're going to pay taxes on that income you received. So with a sole proprietorship, your business profits are the same as your individual income. So you do a drafting project and you get paid $1,000. That's the same as $1,000 of your business profits. Or Lindsay made $1,000. Architect Lindsay made $1,000. Like it's all the same. And your tax rate is going to be based on your individual tax rate. And with a sole proprietorship, you're not registered as a formal business and you have no liability protection. So, so sole proprietorship, your business income is the same as your income and you have no extra liability protection. So this doesn't include the liability insurance that you can get. This just is from having a business entity. There's no protection for you as a sole proprietor. With a sole proprietorship, your business could just be your name, right? Someone just writes you a check for your name. Or you can register as a DBA, which is doing business as, and that can give you a business name. A general partnership is when two or more people form a business together. And this also does not have to be formally registered, but it can be. In a general partnership, each general partner is liable for the actions of the other business partner. Similar to a sole proprietorship, the taxes are calculated on the individual's tax returns, and there is no liability protection to the partners. The partners are liable for all of the business risk. So just like with a sole proprietorship, because you are not registering, or at least you don't have to register as a formal business, you have no liability protection. And your taxes are just going to be calculated on your individual tax returns. Limited partnership. In a limited partnership, there are at least two partners. At least one is going to be a general partner, and one is a limited partner. 
The general partner is responsible for managing the business. The limited partner is responsible for funding the business. Both types of partners are going to share the profits of the business, but the general partner will hold more liability because they are the one actually managing the business affairs. A limited liability partnership, LLP. In a general partnership that we talked about previously, if a company got sued, your personal assets could be seized. In an LLP, however, the individual assets are considered separate from the business assets and are thus protected from lawsuits, unless it's a case of fraud. If there's fraud within the business, they're going to go after your personal assets. But if it's not fraud, your personal assets are protected, which is really great. So with a limited liability partnership, if your business goes bankrupt, you are personally protected and they cannot go after your personal money to try to salvage the funds for that business. But in a general partnership, your personal funds and finances could be tapped into to cover the cost of the business. Corporation. A corporation is a designation that the business is a separate entity than the individuals running it. A corporation is a business entity that consists of stockholders, who are people that own the company, directors, are responsible for making decisions for the company, and officers are people who manage the company's daily affairs. If a corporation is sued, an individual's assets are protected. Corporations have really good liability protection because they are considered a separate entity from the individuals running it. But even with this great protection, architects are still liable for their own negligence. So just because you're a corporation, it doesn't mean you can be sloppy. It doesn't mean that you can have negligence. You still need to be a good architect, but you have this extra liability protection C-corporations are the most common type of corporation. C-corporations get lower tax rates, but you also experience double taxation. So first, the business is going to get taxed, and then after the profits are distributed among the shareholders, the shareholders have to pay taxes on the profits that they receive. S-corporations are a type of business structure that passes the income and losses directly to the shareholders. So this avoids double taxation while still allowing you to have the liability protection offered by a corporation. To qualify as an S-Corp, you have to have less than 100 shareholders. Because you're going to only be taxed once, the portion of the business profits and losses for each shareholder will be taxed on the individual shareholders' tax returns. A professional corporation is a business structure that limits the personal liability of the business owners. Limited Liability Corporation, LLC. An LLC is a relatively simple business structure that offers the owners protection of their personal assets. So the most common types of legal structures for architecture firms in America in 2019, um, S-Corps were the most common type with 35% of firms being classified as S-Corps. LLCs were the next most common type with 21% of architecture firms being classified as LLCs. 18% of architecture firms 
were considered sole proprietorships, and 10% were professional corporations. A joint venture is a temporary business arrangement used for the development of a single project or task. Each party of a joint venture shares the profits and losses. Joint ventures are a common approach when two architecture firms desire to work on a project together because each firm provides a unique skill set in which they can contribute. A joint venture is a legal arrangement that will establish each team's roles and responsibilities and how the profits will be shared. Before the joint venture is legally established, the parties will create a teaming agreement which serves as the agreement before they win the project. After they win the project, they will enter into a formally bound joint venture. So, again, like I said, I would look more into those business structures that we just talked about. The big concept is the risk and reward for each type and figuring out why people would choose um, each type of business. Yeah, that's an overview of them, but um, if you could find some resources, um, maybe something on YouTube would actually probably be a really good resource. Um, Yeah, if you could find a YouTube video to watch about the different business types and, yeah, really uh, understand what what each one means um, to understand why people would choose one over the other. That would do you a lot of good. All right, so next time we are going to look at project management. And then we only have two exams to go, project management and project development and documentation. All right, check us out, cruising along. If you have any questions or comments or just want to say hi, you can reach out to me on the contact page for arestudyguidepodcast.com. And I will see you on the other side. Can't wait to dive into project management. Bye.